there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm Alex Goldman. And I'm PJ Vogt. Welcome once again to Yes, Yes, No, the segment on the show where our boss, Alex Bloomberg, comes to us with something from the internet that he doesn't understand in the hopes that we, internet experts... Internet experts? I know, it feels pretty bad to say that. In the hopes that we... (laughs) Compared to me. Two people who who (laughs) have decided to make a show where we try and explain things from the internet, explain it to him. Uh, Alex, what have you got for us? I have a tweet for you, but... um, this is, the, this is something that I sometimes do where I have a tweet that I believe I understand that you guys are not going to understand. Is it a tweet that is about sports? It is. Um, I want to show it to you because it's like one of these ones that's like sort right, of captioned. I can, I can try to read it. Okay. It's by somebody named Michael Cayley at MCA of A. And it's like a split screen image on the left. It's Natalie Portman. And the like. it's like grandpa meme font, you know, where it's like, impact font with like white letters with a black outline grandpa meme font yeah like the fonts that they that like people's like old relatives use when they're like passing around stuff about like killery and like also trump you know what i mean like it's like your most it's like meow cat meme font. it's like yeah the can i has cheeseburger yeah. Font. yeah yeah um so anyway it doesn't matter it's a font you by the way it's i can has cheeseburger and it's lol cats <sighs> um okay so on the left side <laughs> under this much discussed font uh, it's a picture of Natalie Portman, and it says, NBA superstars, they'll now offer max on tracks. It's like contracts without the C, max on tracks. And then the other side is, I think, Jonathan Safran Foer, <laughs> the author. <laughs> and then on his forehead, it says, the Knicks. How could you identify Jonathan Safran Foer by sight? I don't know, a life spent occasionally reading books. <laughs> That's way more embarrassing. Than, also, he came to my high school once Than not talked. knowing what lolcats are. So, uh, and it has 88 retweets and 646 likes, and I have no idea what this is about. Alex Goldman? Yeah, I'm clueless on this one. Ask me, ask me, ask me. Alex Bloomberg, do you understand what this tweet means? <laughs> do you understand I... this tweet that you brought to us so that we won't understand it? I do. <laughs> We're in sports, 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 guys. Okay, so what? How do we do this? So here's what's going to happen. Ready? Yeah. So this tweet actually encompasses two different worlds. And we're going to, and the one world that is uh, professional sports specifically, the NBA, mm-hmm. and I'm going to handle that part. We're going to get to that later. I'm very excited about that. Right. But before we get there, we have to take a tour through this other world. And that is the exotic world of New York literary publishing. 
<laughs> okay? And for that, I have a special expert who's going to come in and help us. Reply all producer Jessica Young. Nice. Hi, Jessica. Hey, guys. Hey, Jessica. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. So, so Jessica, I, I told these guys you are going to handle the first part of this tweet, right? So we right. we just kick us off here. Yeah, 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 sure. As you guys know, I, I used to work in book publishing, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually worked at this one publisher that had, because there there are a few, I guess, literary blogs that kind of gossip about the industry. And um, one of those blogs was at this publishing company I was working at. And so we just loved to talk about Jonathan Safran Foer. Why? Before that, <sighs> as someone who's never read a Jonathan Safran Foer book, who is who is he? You've never so read I'm a Jonathan Safran Foer book? I know that he wrote a book called Everything is Illuminated and that's it. Oh my God. I'm so excited to bring you guys through this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In 2002, he came out with this book called Everything is Illuminated. Yeah, and he came to my high school. He came to your high school. And... Which, okay, by the way, this book was his undergraduate senior thesis at Princeton. Mm, wow. This is where I, I yeah. remember it was one of the first times where I, like, realized that there were going to be a lot of people in the world who were, like, a lot smarter and more accomplished than me. Because he was, like, this guy that came to our high school. He'd already written this book, and he was, like, as old as people who I knew. And everybody was, like, oh, the yeah. book's a genius book. And then he very quickly becomes this guy that's, just the epitome of successful young writer, right? He marries Nicole Krauss, who's also a very like commercially successful, critically successful writer. Um, and then he starts to just get like seven figure advances on all of his novels. That's insane. It's insane. Um, and this is kind of a side note, but <laughs> there's something, I feel like this is probably common in other industries too, but there's something in book publishing where everyone's like obsessed with real estate. They'll like post blog posts of people's houses if it's like on Street Easy or something. And I... And say what? Look at how much this person's house is worth? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I I still remember all of the rooms of his house. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk us through some of the rooms of his house? (laughs) creepy. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, his, his house, which he got in 2005, very soon after everything is illuminated... Uh-huh. has the biggest private garden in all of Brownstone, Brooklyn. Whoa. Right? Whoa. How big is that? Do you want to see it? Yeah. I have it. Hold on. It's not that big. I feel like this is like a very <laughs> short turnaround. It's as big as an average garden in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> so look yeah. at that. Oh, that is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a, It looks like the grounds that someone would like stride around when they were convalescing. Like it looks like, you know, like olden days when people had to go to wards. Yeah. Um. So he has, like, a good amount of fans, but there were also a lot of people that started to resent him. Because he was, like, the successful person who everything seemed to come really easily to, and he had a house with a football yeah. stadium-sized garden. Right. Yeah, yes. And, I mean, I think it's also just, like, he became the emblem of everything that people resent about the literary industry, which is that it's skewed towards, like, a certain kind of person, right? This, people from Brooklyn named Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, like a white <laughs> dude that lives in Brooklyn that went to Princeton. Yeah. And, I mean, there was so much hate towards Jonathan Safranfoer at this point that there was even a term for it. Um, it was Schadenfoer. Enjoying the pain of Jonathan Safranfoer. Yes. Any kind of downfall, people were just cheering on the sidelines. So Schadenfoer really hits its peak around 2009. 
He publishes this book called Eating Animals. It's his first nonfiction book. I remember this book. I remember not reading this book because it was like why you should be a vegetarian with all the like horrible like PETA stuff. It was just like, I do not need this book in my head. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Um, I read it when I was in high school. Did you become a vegetarian? Okay. You you know <laughs> you know my eating habits. You know, like I <laughs> You could be a vegetarian now because mostly what you eat is like candy. 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 Okay, well breakfast candy, gummy candy. Hot, <laughs> if the only meat you eat is like gummy hot dogs. Wow, this is turning to like a huge shame session now. <laughs> no, no. This is just what it's like to be behind the mic with us. It sucks. It feel you feel naked all the time because people are always pointing out your weird flaws. Welcome. I would just call these attributes. Uh, <laughs> no, I call them weird flaws. Well, I read it when I was probably in ninth grade, I think. And I, the only thing that I feel like it feels similar to is like when I discovered what hell was, you know, when I was a kid and I was like, I need to be, wait. I need to be a Christian and I, or else I, I'm going to be, a, I'm a bad person. You, you just know? felt like a moral panic yeah, and shame. Totally. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think that there were, were people that were like, they, these are really good moral arguments. But then there was this other group of people that was like, this totally overlooks, you know, class and money and how expensive it is to be a vegetarian or a vegan. Also, just like the successful person whose success comes easily to is now writing a book telling everybody what to do. Yes. Right. Would be a not super terrible way that one could feel about it. Right. So there are people that don't love him. Don this Aberbauer. But there is one person that does love his work, and that is Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I know a little bit about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is like one of my favorite horrible things that has happened in the world. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. She also seems like in a very different way and on a very different level – I think a lot of things people feel about Jonathan Taffer Forward, they feel about Natalie Portman. Like, she's this very undeniably talented person who's also, like, has just, has had a lot of success and had a lot of privilege. Like, she went to Harvard. She, like, she does all these different things and she does them really well. Like, someone who from outside, it seems like things have always come easily to. And, like, either you really like them or that drives you crazy. Right. Like, totally. they're from the same fancy island in the sky. Yes. Yes. And Natalie Portman is really into his new book, Eating Animals. I mean, she even writes this article in the Huffington Post where she says, I used to be a vegetarian, but because of this book, now I'm a vegan. They announced, Jonathan Savinfoer and Natalie Portman, that there is going to be a documentary made out of Eating Animals. Um, and that Natalie Portman would be the producer. I didn't movie. know about this. Yeah. And so... Soon after, there's this gossip site that publishes this rumor that Natalie Portman and Jonathan Savern Foer have just been writing emails back and forth. And then, according to this gossip site, Jonathan Savern Foer went home, told his wife that he was in love with a very intellectual movie star, mm -hmm. broke up his marriage mm -hmm. without telling Natalie Portman first, oh. then went and wrote an email to Natalie Portman, confessing his love, to which she said, no. Yeah, I don't I like that. that. <laughs> because she <laughs> was married and is still married to the dancer Benjamin Millipied. I don't like that. You, you, like, to do that, you have to assume that, like, the feelings are reciprocal, right? Well, it right. sounds like he did assume the feelings were reciprocal. I think he was maybe too confident. Yes. Yes. In his love. He had proposal. a lot of success in his life. Hubris. Hubris. I believe is the word. But I, I mean, I just want to be clear. 
This is a rumor. Jonathan Safran Foer himself has denied it. And I mean, like, the emails between Jonathan Safran Foer and Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. nobody's seen them. Um, so nobody actually knows if they exist. But there is a lot of talk. Then it's, you know, everything's kind of quiet for a while. And this is my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I think, my, is the part favorite. I know. This is a very intense part. So that was 2014, right? Okay. In 2016, Jonathan Safran Foer and Natalie Portman are both working on new projects. Separate um, new projects. Yes, yeah, separate new projects. Um, and so they do this promotional piece in T Magazine. Mm-hmm. and The New York Times Magazine. The New York Times Magazine, in which... They are going to write new emails, Jonathan Safran Foer and Natalie Portman, to each other, you know, talking about their outlooks on the world and the projects that they're working on. Um, Weird. Yeah. And I mean, it's just so painful to read. Is it two people trying to impress each other with their intellects? Yes. And everyone else. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I oh, mean. It bumps me out. Do you want to just read a, se- a section? Sure. Okay. Okay, so this is Jonathan Safran Foer. It's almost six o'clock in the morning. The boys are still asleep. I can hear the guinea pigs stirring, but that might be the residue of a nightmare. People often refer to aloneness in writer's block as the two great challenges of being a novelist. In fact, the hardest part is having to care for guinea pigs. Oh, boy. I want to crawl under the desk. It just sucks because I was like, I feel like I wrote letters like this in like sixth grade. Yeah, but you had the good sense not to publish them. Well, no one was offering. It's not an email. Right. Nobody writes that in email. What? It's like you can hear the scratch of the quill. No, I disagree. I totally would have written that in an email to try and impress someone, but I definitely would have been like, if someone, if the New York Times came to me and was like, hey, I want to publish this, I would be like, like, hard pass on this. The hardest part thing, like, that's not like a fucking email. Here's another one. Oh. Here's Natalie Portman. An ex-boyfriend of mine used to call me Moscow because he said I was always looking out the window sadly, like Moscow, like some Russian novel or Chekhov play. I have that longing, yearning, it's better over there tendency. Natalie mm. Portman, what are you doing? Oh, what? God. That makes me think that maybe... Whatever. I don't want to speculate on the lives of other people. But does it sound like they had an emotional affair and then he just overread it? Just like stay away from that whole country. Right. Moscow. <laughs> longing. No. <laughs> there is a part where she kind of out of nowhere writes about how a millipede, her husband, makes her laugh a lot. Right. The way oh, you right. like bring mm-hmm. up your boyfriend at a party when right. you run into when someone you, who's right. flirting with you too much. Yeah. Someone flirting with you. It's like, I get that like they're... Uh, rich and famous people and like their failures are fine to laugh at. I feel bad. Like I feel bad for him. I feel bad for her. It's just like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. And like again, I mean, nobody knows if Jonathan Safran even had feelings for Natalie Portman in the first place. But people know about this rumor. And I think that people were like, if everyone knows this, why are you guys writing emails in the New York Times? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like you guys got bad advice. Yeah. Yeah. This and how stupid. is there not somebody close to you to just be like, don't do don't this. Don't do this. Do not do this. This is the worst. Also, I feel like in particular, the New York Times, one of the things that they know how to do as a newspaper is like, they'll they'll have things that are, it'll be about like a rich person's wedding. And the text of it is like, look how grand it is. But they know that this is just for everyone to read and hate. And they will uh-huh. like completely set up somebody like this and I feel like this is just that like like the person editing this must have known that like 
This oh, is the, <laughs> this is like the New York Times' version of a reality show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they produce them into into like doing something that everybody would hate yeah. watch. Sit down in front of the camera yeah. and talk about <laughs> oh man the residue of your nightmares. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be great. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so wait. So just like slightly going back to the tweet, I feel like what I now understand, like like the thing that Jonathan Tarverfower and Natalie Portman represent is just like the relationship between somebody. Like they want somebody, they foolishly think that it's gonna happen in like a crazy like active hubris and it's not going to happen i don't understand how that relates to basketball in any way right what does that have to do with the new york knicks yes all right well that okay (laughs) i'm now going to explain that part to you um after the break With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th, U.S. only. See store online for details. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ebay motors is here for the ride with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Okay, so now we're at the sports part. Now we're at the sports part. Also, it's so weird that this tweet is a crossover of whatever. No, that's why it's like such a, it's, it's a such a spot. crazy sweet spot. Like Nabil put it in our basketball Slack channel um, with this note saying that the audience Venn diagram for this incredible meme is so small. But it, but is it, it is. Nabil? It's, <laughs> it's Nabil and me. Because yeah, I'm not even sure Jessica knows this the whole. On one yeah, she's on one half of it. Um, okay, so now you know that in the world of this meme, 
Natalie Portman is NBA superstars. They'll now offer max contracts. And it's supposed to be contracts. No, it's not. That's just that's just <laughs> okay. it's supposed to be contracts. <laughs> he just yeah. got so excited that he had such fire on his so hands. Excited with his meme that he forgot to put the C in contracts. Um, and then the Jonathan Safran foresight of of the of the picture is uh, the Knicks. Okay. All right, let's start simple. Do you know who the Knicks are? I feel like you can presuppose a certain lack of knowledge, but this is just insulting. <laughs> PJ, do you know who the Knicks are? A New York City-based basketball team. Yes, exactly. Uh, blue and orange font. Yes. Kind of a purpley blue. So, Knicks fans, they are the saddest fans, I think, in the entire NBA because the Knicks last won a championship in 1973 um, and have not won since then. Which is weird because they're a New York sports team. You'd think they would just have a bunch of money and buy all the players. Yes. So, which is, it's it's crazy. Huh. And it doesn't make any sense because the Madison Square Garden is one of the most storied stadiums. It's like the limelight. Like, everybody wants to play in the garden. It's like, there is there is no reason that the Knicks should not be on the same level as the Lakers. Okay. Is there a re- I mean is there like one thing that has happened? There is one thing that has happened. <laughs> so what is the one thing? <laughs> Do you know the family that owns the Knicks, the the Dolans? I know something really wonderful about the Dolans. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm afraid to say so this is the level of Knicks fan. There are Knicks fans in this building who like Cedric if you're out there, I know this is painful. And part of it, don't come at me, all right, man. <laughs> what are you afraid to say? But like, but he's he, it's it's so painful. Like being a Knicks fan is so painful that he's just gonna like. I know this is gonna be like an hour and a half long conversation where he's like, yes, everything you said is true, but like we're fixing it, we're gonna address it, we're gonna. Address but it's it. not like, like it's not like yeah. art. Like you can tell if a sports team is bad because they don't you, win. I'm telling you. All right. So this so the Dolan family they are this family they originally came from Ohio uh, Cleveland and um, the senior Dolan moves his family out to New York City to pursue his dreams and he starts this small cable company that grows to become Cablevision you know an enormous cable company yeah and the family becomes super powerful and wealthy um, and they go on to purchase sort of famous landmark New York City institutions and <laughs> real estate uh, such as Madison Square Garden they purchase the the Rangers the hockey team they purchase the Knicks and then in 1995 the senior Dolan Charles hands the business over to his son James and James is sort of developing this reputation as sort of like this blustery, brash guy. His hobby is like racing yachts. Like the, the full-on New York rich person sort of... Master of the universe. Yes, exactly. So for just as an example, well, let me just give you a question. If you were the wealthy scion of this big family that had moved to New York to pursue the scrappy ambition of starting this cable company that had then been acquired for billions of dollars, and you had your own passion project. This is what I know about. What would that passion project be? I know about this. This is the one thing I know about sports <laughs> or James Dolan is like one of my favorite things that exists in the world. Are you talking about JD and the straight shooters? I am talking about JD and the straight shooters. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay, so Alex. Yeah. Every once in a while, a huge band will come to New York City, like Fleetwood Mac. Sure. Or the Eagles. And when they get to New York and only New York on their tour, this weird thing will happen, which is that 
The opening band. Oh my God. Are you serious that his band plays with them? <laughs> the opening band is JD and the Straight Shooters, which is James Dolan. And then just like a bunch of session musicians <laughs> who are like young. And him, who's this like old CEO guy playing like horrible, like him trying to do boomer rock at Madison Square Garden. Right. It's Yeah, you're right about everything, except it's one minor correction. It's J.D. and the Straight Shot. J.D. and the Straight Shot. In answer to your question, if I had a passion project, it would be to make a pinball museum. <laughs> so much less offensive. So do you guys want to watch uh, his most recent music video? Yes. Okay, so this is like one of their uh, I can't believe one we're going to singles. talk about this. In the morning, I get the news. Uh, it's a it's a montage of people looking at their phones and uh, newspaper press. Always someone telling you how to feel, what to do. I know you care and it feels unfair, but all this hate will never repair. The So it's like, it's all these like, all these images, these split screens of like Trump versus Hillary, Trump versus Hillary, Occupy Wall Street versus like Magnate. And it's this sort of like boomer plea for, I guess, the healing power of billionaire rock. What I'll say about the song you just played is like the musicianship's actually good. And then he starts singing and it just sounds like garbage. Well, why do you think that might be? I don't know. He didn't auto tune enough, I guess. No, but he also hired probably <laughs> he can really pay people. expensive musicians. Well, that's like, what I, I, I know. Hired the I know. best musicians out there. And I know. They I get, they're like, like they get to play Madison Square Garden, but they have yeah. to play karaoke tracks for Mr. Burns. Oh man. So okay, so that is James Dolan, and in 1999, he is the person put in charge of running the New York Knicks. Okay, singer, songwriter, basketball owner. Exactly, and I'll and I'll just say this. Like, before 1999, the Knicks had been in the playoffs 12 straight seasons, the previous 12 straight seasons. After James takes over in 1999, it's a train wreck losing streak of epic magnitude. Huh. So what kinds of things does he do? All right. So, so, so many things. But just to give you a couple of examples, like, one, so he wanted to hire this big-time NBA star, Carmelo Anthony, right? And so he traded all the good players on the Knicks in order to bring on Carmelo Anthony. And then Carmelo Anthony is, like, by himself, like, this one lone superstar on this team of, like, really lousy players, and the team sucks, and Carmelo Anthony is sort of mired in me- mediocrity for the better part of a decade. He's, like, the one star on a team that can't win. He needs, like, literally someone to pass Someone else. Someone yeah. else has to be pretty good. So, otherwise, you can't do it. One person alone can't do it. Another thing Dolan did, he hired his friend Isaiah Thomas to coach the team. And Isaiah Thomas had been this big star as a player, but then he turns out he's not a very good coach. And they just go on this huge extended losing streak. And then Isaiah Thomas like has all these personal issues and he gets involved in like a sexual harassment scandal. I, like I saw headlines about that. Yes. It was just like all these horrible headlines and all these horrible things happened with Isaiah Thomas. And like Dolan would just for the longest time refuse to get rid of him. Just stuff like that. Um so this is the guy who's in charge of, of the Knicks. And um and we're about to get to the to the part where <laughs> this, to the meat of this the meat of this thing. This Natalie right? Portman, Jonathan so, Saffron Fuller, so, NBA and crossover. Knicks fans have been living this with like decades now. Decades of obscurity, 
like futility and like this like poor management. And we come now to June 2015. Okay. Um, the NBA draft. Okay. So the Knicks, because they're bad, the one good thing about being bad is that you get to get a high draft pick. We know this from Trust the Process. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so so they have a pretty high draft pick. They're going number four. And, every, and by this point, everybody's primed like Dolan's going to screw it up because he always screws it up. Okay. So in 2015, this is who they draft. With the fourth pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. Everyone's booing. Yeah, watch. Look at look at the All reactions. The Knicks fans are covering their faces and just doing every physical expression of exasperation. Look at the little do. boy. This is the little boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a kid that's crying. <laughs> He's like giving the thumbs down. This right. is a compilation of like reactions, reactions. to this. Oh my god! <laughs> just someone, a guy who just collapsed like, on the his floor home. in his apartment. What the f did they do? Who the f is this? You <laughs> this fucking kid! You stupid motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a random seven foot three dude that nobody's ever heard of named Christops Porzingis. And I, so, like, and they're just like, oh my god, Dolan's done it again. Yeah. All right. So, like, people are really, really mad. But then. Something amazing happens, which is Christoph's Porzingis turns out to be amazing. Really? Yes. He turns out to be this, like, one of these, like, new kind of players. He's 7'3", which is a really tall. I know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, right. I, I, I always forget what I have to explain. To what I but you know about, like... <laughs> Most people aren't even 7'1", Alex. <laughs> You know about the average heights of humans, right? When they're so, babies, they're even higher. <laughs> anyway, he's seven three, but he can like move like a gazelle, and he just becomes this amazing player. Here's a here's a highlight reel. Let me just. You want to watch some greatest some Porzingis greatest hits? Yes. All right, here we go. I wonder if I'm gonna be able to tell that he's good. Delakina finds Porzingis. He's got Nowitzki on him. A couple of fakes, crossover. So that's him. Porzingis with the slam. He looks like a grown-up playing in a kids' league. Yeah, like he's just bit. so much larger and faster yeah. than everybody. Porzingis <laughs> masterpiece tonight, and more chance of MVP. He becomes this like icon. He's like this idol. Yeah, for Knicks fans, right? Yeah. Um, and then um. And then on January 31st of this year, they traded him. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? You know, I'm not a sports fan, but I feel really mad for them. That is exactly what every single Knicks fan in existence asked. I feel like Alex is going to become a sports fan just because he knows there's one the, more place he can be angry I know, all the time. Just like, I know, because you love you get to yell. that righteous resentment that you were feeling right now. But I know. So... We don't really know what what happened. There was a lot of talk at the time that like that Porzingis was really unhappy, possibly because of how badly mismanaged the Knicks were and how bad they were playing. And he, you know he didn't want to end up in the sort of Carmelo Anthony situation where he's just like the one lone good player on this struggling team. Whatever we don't know for sure, but whatever it was, from the point of view of the person who made this Natalie Portman Jonathan Saffron forward tweet, once again the Knicks 
have squandered their chance to be actually good. Now I know what my parents felt like every time I was like, hey, guys, I enrolled in community college again. <laughs> and this 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 semester, <laughs> I've got my shit together. I'm going to study. I'm gonna definitely going like to do a 90s. good job. <laughs> right. I know. So what the Knicks management is saying is that, like, this is okay because now – Porzingis's contract, we don't have to pay Porzingis all this money. So we have now we have cap space, we have room. Because the whole thing with the NBA is like in an effort to make it so the rich teams don't just win, there's yes. like a salary cap. Like you can there's only this... spend so much money on your players. Yeah. So what Nick's management is saying basically is like, it's okay, we've gotten rid of Porzingis so we can spend his salary. What we would have been spending on his salary, we can spend that on other really good players. But then people are looking at that and being like, well, you're not going to be able to attract those players because everybody's going to feel like Porzingis. Nobody's going to want to come and play for you, James Dolan. Oh. Have we reached yes, yes, yes? Yeah. This is a real sad one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes me feel really sad. I know. It's just like all about like hope and disappointment and striving and looking like a jackass. Yeah. Do you guys want to run it back? Yeah. Sure. Alex, you run it back. Yeah. Okay. So this is a tweet by Michael Cayley at MC underscore of underscore A. And it is a picture of Natalie Portman and Jonathan Safran Foer. And underneath Natalie Portman, it says NBA superstars, they'll now offer max contracts. I think it meant to say max contracts. And on Jonathan Safran Foer's forehead, it says the Knicks. And so in the world of this tweet, Natalie Portman is all of the incredible professional basketball players that the Knicks supposedly are going to get now that they've traded away Porzingis. Um, but, uh, but since they are Jonathan Safran Foer, they are dramatically overestimating their ability to attract good players. Right. And also, I guess it, the Knicks have like traded Porzingis away before they've actually found the players they're going to get. So it's like one more way oh, that they yeah. are. So they think it's going to work out. They also could just like end up alone in their sad apartment. Exactly. The remnants of a nightmare. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. We're produced by Shruti Pinamanani, Fia Benin, Damiano Marchetti, Anna Foley, Jessica Young, and Emmanuel Jochi. Our show's edited by Tim Howard. We're mixed by Rick Kwan. Fact-checking by Michelle Harris. Our intern is Christina Aele de Josa. Special thanks this week to Nabil Cholampat and Cedric Schein. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our ad music is by Bill Buildings. Matt Lieber is a random interaction with a stranger where afterward you don't feel awkward. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.